0: Well no, it wasn't as bad down the country because somebody would help you. You know what I mean? Like well, you'd be only if you were only looking for food. Well, there was always plenty of food knocking around the country. Yeah. But in regard the money matters wouldn't yes. get much of that. Yeah. I often I often went over to
1: the police, Stephen, you know. Did you? Myself, yeah. To get to, to get for money for, for, for food for the children. Have you ever been looking been looking for food
2: for money for food and no. you just couldn't get it?
1: Oh, yeah, plenty of time. What did you do, then? Well, the best, next best thing you can do is ask somebody in the street, like you know, for the land. Yes. I've often asked Miss um, Kelly there now, you know, yes. for the land, you know. Yes. Southerners us you in money, you know, and more than wouldn't give you nothing. Yes. More than they pass by and just keep looking at you, wouldn't give you anything. I
3: think poverty very definitely exists in very many spheres of life, but I think you're probably immediately thinking in terms of financial poverty mm-hmm. and financial lack, and I would say that there is a far greater poverty in the whole area of education, the whole education, the, an area of living, a dimension of living.
4: Yes, I hope the future will take care of us, but just let things come as they should come.
2: To discuss the problem of poverty is to discuss the problem of hell, for it can be hell on earth to be poor. This hell is populated by people who seem to be systematically and routinely punished by systems that make escape almost impossible. Systems whose task year after year is to devise more and more complicated mazes, labeled exit, but usually leading nowhere systems that present solutions to poverty that help the non-poor more than the poor, systems that close off the escape routes from the culture of hell and then criticize the poor for remaining poor. Poor housing and poor neighborhoods are part of the culture of poverty. More than half of the housing occupied by low-income families in this country is inadequate, dilapidated and deteriorating. Not only is slum housing substandard, it is overpriced and overcrowded. For some, that overcrowding is a tragic reality, as is the case with a young woman like Alice O'Brien, who tries to cope alone with the upbringing of five children in one room. Couldn't put two beds into it was really have to have a bed stain off?:
1: Yes. Open it in the night. Yeah. What else do you have? What other, do you have a kitchen? I have a bathroom and a kitchen? Yes. And it's what smart. do you do for water and for heat? Oh, um, the fire heats the water, you know. Yes. The fire light and the water's boiling, you know. Is it expensive? Well, it's very expensive to keep the fire going all the time, you know, it really is. How much do you pay for the for the room itself? Pounds per week. And um, then there's light, you know. My life will just be always um, two pounds 50, you know. Yes. Always is. And uh, again, I pay for my gas then, you know, each month. Yes. Where do you get most of the money to pay for it? Um, I'm I'm on uh, social welfare benefits. You know, the disability. Yes. Issue. Yes. That's yeah. all. And is it enough? I know it's a, it's a silly question. when you no, say what you have to. No, definitely not out, enough. Like yes. to keep this um, place going, it really, isn't You know. How much do you get from social welfare
0: benefits?
2: Eight pounds seventy. Eight seventy. Mm. And. Most of you, I see the children here, they're all no. very tiny. Have you any children at school? No. These are Two. three babies here. Yeah, and three babies. Yes. Two at school. How do you manage to get them to school, and do they just go out themselves? The big
1: fella goes around with his efforts just across the road, and this other fella goes with my sister. She brings them Yes, to school. Do you ever get away from the children? Do you ever have a day no, off? No, never. Any? I'm always with the children from morning till night, dragging them everywhere I go. Do you, don't I? I have to bring them everywhere. Yeah.
2: Do you ever want to get away from them? Do you ever say to yourself you'd love an evening off? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Long time yeah. <laughs> What would you do if somebody handed you oh, yeah, a great big pile of money? Would it make you happy? Happier than you are?
1: Well, <laughs> it should all depend on how much it'd be, <laughs> it'd be. Now, I mean, if I want a few thousand, will I buy a house? Really? Is this the main thing you'd like to do? Yeah, have? definitely.
2: My house. That'd be the first thing I'd buy. So now what do you do with yourself when you if you can finally get the children asleep what do you do with the remainder of the evening
1: well just look at the television if i'm here and if i if i go out i go to the pictures you
2: know yes. and you get people to babysit for you, you do you? this woman yeah here beside me yes she babysits me. well you have your mother here too mr yes. brian That's have fair you fair always fair. lived around this area
0: no i haven't lived around this area all my life i was in another district yeah. near here Yes. And then I went to live in Cabra and uh, when well, I was living in Cabra my house was broken into one night while I was out Yes. and uh, I didn't like the house after that I went to England and during the time I was in England I was paying the rent of the house in Cabra and then a friend of mine got me a transfer in here to Sean McDermott Street yes. so I was sorry for ever leaving me house but I was gotten, I was nervous in the house having an old man like, you know.
2: And is it you're not nervous in Sean McDermott Street? Oh, no,
0: I'm not nervous here, now, no, I'm not.
2: Is it a happy street to live in?
0: Well, it's all right, you know, but uh, you never ha- have any trouble, like, you know, with the people that you live in the house with. It's only from people that come in from other districts into the street. That raises all the trouble and does yes. all the deputation.
2: Now, you recently got an increase, or you will be getting an increase I in was October in your pension. Is that going to make a difference to you?
0: Well, it won't make much difference. Ten shillings, fifty pounds won't make much difference in my pension. I have four pounds, thirteen, a present, and that will bring me pension up to five pounds, fifteen yes. pounds.
2: What, what will you do with the extra f- pence that you're getting? Will you will it go on necessities or do you think you'll... spend Oh, to totally? really
0: go on necessities, I have to pay a pound a week out of what I get, rent. Yes. Yes. And I have to pay uh, insurance, ten shillings.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: That's uh, thirty shillings. And then I have other little things like, you know, the commitments I have to pay.
5: I know.
2: How much do you pay for your room?
0: One pounds oh. per week.
2: Yes, and on top of that then you have the light.
0: The I have to the light, right. electricity. Yes. To go on top of that. That does be your errand, Three pounds.
2: What do you do at times like Christmas or when all your grandchildren here have birthdays and things? How do you manage them?
0: Well, uh, they have a birthday now. It's my granddaughter's birthday. Today is her birthday. Yes. She lives in Coolock. Well, I must have saying to Alice there now, so I forgot to get her a card, you know, but
1: yes. I will try and kind of
0: give her a couple of shillings, you know, when she comes in tomorrow.
1: Yes. Actually at Christmas time, we have to get cheques, you have to get
0: yourself into debt, you know, to dress
1: the children, because I mean, you couldn't have them different to other children, you know? I always get a cheque for them, and or dockets for to get shoes for them, you know, you have to get them things. I mean, your money goes like
2: that, you know? But how do you pay back those dockets? Pay a
1: pound a week for a cheque, and the dockets, say you get four dockets, will you pay ten shillings for that, for them? And how long that's would it take you mm-hmm. to pay back Christmas? twelve takes 12, shillons, uh, 12 weeks for dockets and um, 20 weeks for the cheque, yes. along with your deposit, yes. 21.
2: Now, have you ever got into any serious trouble with money because of all the, the cheques mounting up and you couldn't pay back the dockets? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I often
1: did, and really, I was really up to that. Like, you know, I couldn't even get the money for, to get food for the children, you know, because you must pay them. Yes. and. Um, I often, I often went over to the police, Stephen, you know. Did you? Myself, yeah. To get money for food for the yeah. children.
2: Have you yeah. ever looking, been looking for food, for money for food, yeah. and you just couldn't get it? Oh, yeah, plenty of times. Yeah. What did you do then?
1: Well, the best, next best thing you can do is ask yeah. somebody in the street, like, you know, for the land. Yes. I've often asked Miss um, Kelly there now, you know, yes. for the land, you know, for yes. the yes. kids. Does it upset you, Alice? Oh, yeah. I, I like it. When you're never used to it, like, you know, yes. it does. Get annoyed and you say to yourself, well, because um, I wish you wish you were dead. You would, really, you know? Yes. So, I've yes. checks Nearly finished now, you know? But then mm-hmm. you see something else comes up, like August or something, yes. and then you have to get more, yes. you know? Yes.
2: So you never really... Never, it, out. never
1: out of checks and things. Never. Even though they help you. But still.
2: And you you can't work, I suppose, can you, with all the children? No, I can't
1: work, and I'm out sick, really, you know. Well, Yes. From work when I was walking. I was walking when I had him and the other two. Not since I had these two.
2: Yes. You used to live in the country, Mrs. O'Brien. Has life changed a bit? Has it got any way better at all? Oh,
0: Definitely has got better. Has it? All round has really got better. People do speak about the good old days. But in the good old days we had no laundress. We had no uh, lino on the floor in the good old days. We had to kneel down on our knees and scrub flowers. Yes, but then you we had to scrub the tables, we had to do everything like that. I was there. Our... we had to do that at the weekend, no matter whether we were walking or not. When I was a young girl. Uh, when you come in at the weekend. You had to do all that. I
2: know. But
0: the young girls nowadays won't do that. Yes. Oh no. Well,
2: life is easier. Life easy. is far easier
0: than it? what it was years ago.
2: Well, when you were in the country yeah. without money, was it as bad as being without money up here in the city?
0: Oh well, no. It wasn't as bad down the country because somebody'd help you. You know what I mean? Like, well, you'd be only. If you were only looking for food. Well, there was always plenty of food knocking around the country. Yeah. But regard the money matters, wouldn't. Yes. Get much of
2: that? Yes. What happens to you, Alice, if you, if you really run out of uh, food? What, you know, how long, I know how sent, long how um, would you let the children go without it? Oh, yeah. I couldn't let them go
1: without because they'd, yeah. they'd make a show of you. They'd tell everybody, like, you know, I'd send them over to my sister. That's what yeah. I do now, out, down to my mother if she has anything. Yes. Yeah. she will give us them. Do you,
2: do you tell the children that you haven't got the food? Do you yeah, ever let I'd them i tell run? them, and say, yeah. look, go on over to
1: Bessie's, like, for your dinner because yes. I, I don't drink or smoke or money like you know it all goes yeah. on the children yes yeah definitely
2: well, how much more money
1: do you think could make you a happy woman how much reasonably um I'm, I'm really ha- I'm happy like what I have really like you are happy, yes. ah, yeah I am though but um, sometimes now I don't have enough like I don't know how it goes see I've I furniture like out by the week too you know I have yes. to pay that you know, paper the, the bed, the tea there. Another few sound, do you alright though? Ah, yeah, I know that. Ginny Mac, we can all do us an extra.
2: How poor is poor? Is it just being hungry or broke like Alice? Is it a permanent condition? Is it anybody's fault? I asked Dr. John Cullen, a consultant psychiatrist, if there are some people who will always be poor.
6: Well, my my own view about this uh, would be that, of course, there are certain people with basic disabilities or basic uh, deficiencies, for instance, in intelligence, who have left on their own, would inevitably be poor. Yes. And society has a charge to look after these. Yes. There are uh, sociologists like... Lewis in in the United States, Oscar Lewis, who write about uh, a thing called the culture of poverty.
5: Yes,
6: my own feeling is that rather than having uh, a situation where people inherit uh, in their biological makeup a tendency to remain poor, mm-hmm. uh, my own view would be is that uh, people tend to be kept poor mm-hmm. by getting locked into uh, a situation in our social system out of which they cannot Just can't climb.
2: Yes. Now, do you think do you blame the social system for that? Do you think that perhaps, if, if the dole or whatever it is, if if the social, if the money which is handed out to help people was given in another way, that this would help the whole system? You know, help them to sort themselves
6: out. I think so, because what we tend to do is to take our failures in coping, for instance, economically with life who are often also failing in other ways. They may begin to show signs of mental distress or even mental illness, physical illnesses, failure of coping with schoolwork and housework and jobs and so on. These people, when society comes to help them, tends to help them at the minimum survival Mm -hmm. level. This uh, then means that they have to try to make do with far less than we expect the average person to make do with. And means that there is an extra stress on them to try to uh, come back into life and society and to cope. And my own view would be that it would be more economic in the long run rather than to discourage these people and perhaps generate long-term or permanent dependency in society in these people would be to give them... uh, a lump sum or to set them up practically with the wherewithal to cope yes, and get going again once and for again. all, and for all. Yes. Now, give them the necessary advice and support after that but not necessarily to just go on paying them a bare survival yes. a dole if you like
2: so you're saying in a way that if a lot of people could get this initial help they are adequate enough after that to cope once they're out of the initial mess
6: mm. that would be my, my view and I, I feel Morally certain, in any case, that the economists would add up the sums that way.
2: Yes. Now, when, from your own experience, when you used to deal with patients quite a lot, did you find that, did you get many patients who were with you really because they were, it it was due to money, it was due to a poverty level which they had been reduced to, and that they had other things like depressions as a result?
6: Yes, I I would say that, uh, shall we say, in in the poorer areas, or the local authority housing areas, uh, areas like that, which we have tended, of course, to, to make into ghettos, that uh, in areas like that one did see cases where perhaps money was the primary cause. Mm-hmm. And one thing is certain, that one saw a situation where there were sick families with a high incidence of all kinds of illness in the family mm-hmm. who were also economically very poor in money terms and had large amounts of debt uh, with which they couldn't cope. Yes.
2: What about suburban poverty? Because it's one that people tend to be either hard about because they say, well, these people look well off, they have a car, they have a house, so it seems to the outside world. What about their depressions and their illnesses, or is it on a different level altogether?
6: Well, of course, you know, poverty is is, is measured only in relative terms. Yes. It's measured in terms of First of all, basic needs. Most of us in our society have moved far beyond basic survival needs. But it's also to be measured in terms of levels of aspiration or what we feel we need or mm-hmm. what we need to keep up, if you like, with the Joneses or our, mm-hmm. our colleagues and so on. Now, in this situation, uh, one uh, finds, of course, the competitiveness of urban particularly suburban, middle-class life, the pecking order in jobs and all of this, Mm -hmm. causes its own uh, very wide-ranging stresses and and leads to quite a lot of breakdown, Mm -hmm. and indeed early deaths from the stress diseases like heart disease and so on. Now, uh, this is a a socially, if you like, snob-induced kind of poverty. Then there is the further poverty in, in these sorts of areas, particularly in urban areas, The very impoverishment of the context of life, Mm -hmm. in that uh, the natural cycle of life is not provided for, all the functions of life are separated off Mm -hmm. from each other, the kids Mm -hmm. play in different places to their parents, and the grandparents are away in another part of the city, the provision in the community is drab, and all of these other impoverishments of life Mm -hmm. go on and don't allow the creative side, the more humane, non Uh, costly, non-money-based riches of life to be obtained, and of course this damages man inevitably.
2: Poverty is lack of money and lack of earning power associated with a host of other factors. In our society, our free enterprise devil take the hindmost, there is no substitute for money. Poverty will be cured only by massive injections of money, as suggested by Dr Cullen, directly to the poor. Suburban poverty has its own sadness. The Joneses can set very high standards indeed, which can be particularly penetrating for people like the elderly couple who through no fault of their own find themselves at the mercy of society. You had always worked all your life, hadn't you? Oh yes,
0: all my life at home, yes.
2: You had never missed out No,
0: got nothing when I finished?
2: You didn't? Nothing, no. Nothing at all? (gasps) Nothing at all.
0: No benefits
2: at all? Just
0: no benefits at all.
2: And is that normal? Do they normally do that? Well,
0: of course, I was in the old struggles born and they painters have come out now, you see. Yes. Well, I wouldn't be entitled to them.
2: So what are know. you entitled to then? Well, no,
5: now? only uh, what you would call government retirement. You
2: get that. Yes, and
5: that's about eight guineas a week.
2: Eight guineas a week. And that, <laughs> and you, were, you you worked all your life, and you get retirement oh, yes, eight yes, guineas yes. a week. Now you have a really lovely house, Thanks for um, much. really nice. And this, have you always lived in this for for quite a few years? Here? Yes. Oh
0: yes, we're here from when you about fifteen years ago.
2: You did? Yes. Yes. And of
0: course we had the money and we were able to spend on.
2: Yes. Well, it was well worth spending, wasn't it, on on this house? You have, yes. You have the house. And um, <coughs> do, do you work around the house now, or how do you occupy No, I'm not
5: able to do anything. Mrs. Lennon, do you have any particular worries? Well, I'm worry over things, you know. Yes. Things I'd like to get, I just can't get them. Yes. But uh, otherwise, <coughs> we're
2: yes. Like you know,
5: but uh, we put up with it. Yes.
2: yes. Did you have a, a big problem when your money dropped? Your husband was? Oh, Lennon? I
5: did. Yes. But there again, I was worried over him, and I felt that he was better at home when he yes. wasn't able to um, work. Yes, indeed. And he had to give up himself, you know. Yes.
2: And I mean, when he, when Mr. Lennon had worked so hard all his life and he, it wasn't as if he had been ever out of work before, what did you particularly economise on, or did you
5: just hope for the best and cut down everywhere? Well, I had to cut down, yes, certainly, yes. because I mean, I just couldn't carry on and, yes. I mean, you just can't buy those things like that, things, you know what I mean, that you'd like to buy, you just can't do it, but still, yes. we get through. Yes. What I have, I, I let make do with, you know, it's yes. the way it is.
2: What do you think society, or what do you think people could be doing about the whole problem?
5: Well, I think that they're very kind. Mm-hmm. Those that we're with now, St. Vincent de Pauls, yes, and I think they're very kind and very good to us. And they take us up. They took us on a holiday last year. Really? Yes. Uh-huh. Did you approach St. Vincent de Paul yourself? You did? No. Uh, well, no, we didn't really. We were up at the club, like this uh, St. Monica's uh, Walkings town. Yes. and uh, we used to be invited there, but they didn't know anything about us until uh, yes. somebody approached us about it, and you know, yes. And Did- uh, that was it.
2: couple who so bravely cope with their problems have implied no praise could be too high for the work of the Vincent de Paul Society, as year after year they spend themselves to try and ease the sufferings of their fellow men. I asked Mr. Robert Cashman, the national president of that society, if there was a single definition for poverty.
7: Well, we interpret poverty as need of any kind, not merely material poverty. People who are lonely are in need. People who are isolated are in need. People who are depressed are in need. People who are widowed are in need. People who are deserted are in need. Uh, the whole concept of human misery, as far as we are concerned, is poverty.
2: Mm. Do people ever come to you and say, have you ever in your life known anyone to come to you and say, I am poor, will you help me?
7: Uh, people have done that. Uh, generally they will prefer perhaps to put that in writing to us or pass it second hand rather than come directly to us and say I yes. am poor people don't like to say that to admit it yes admit that
2: now when you go to help them well, let's just talk about the poverty which is the material poverty just for yes. a second um, when you go to help them do you make it are you specific about it that you are helping them materially because they are poor
7: not necessarily so uh, we make it clear from the beginning that we are there to help and work with them as best we can uh, They've asked us to come, and we come as friends. And uh, anything we can do and anything that is troubling them, we will.
2: Now, when you say anything you can do uh, in a material sense, do you actually... you give material assistance, don't you?
7: Yes, yes.
2: And do you have a limit, or do you just try to work it out according to the need of the person? It
7: will depend on the resources of the local group that uh, is responsible for the area. Yes. Uh, it has so happened because of our organisation that, that our local group uh, is an autonomous unit in every case, yes. that there will be variations uh, in the extent of aid. Uh, generally, the aid we can give materially is short-term. It's intended to tide people over uh, a spell of difficulty, unemployment, illness. But uh, in visiting families, one comes across many other difficulties, uh, worries of all kinds about children, uh, inadequate employment which we may be able to solve in our own way in some cases.
2: Is there a specific cause, would you say, for poverty? Is there usually a cause, or is it normally an inadequacy on the part of the the person who can't cope or something?
7: Uh, In in lots of cases, it it can be just temporary. People can come across a spell of bad luck, which they can surmount when the circumstances change because they're adequate in themselves. There are other people, I think, because of tradition. Uh, They may have grown up in an area which is regarded as a kind of a ghetto, Uh, They may have a tradition of unemployment, of inadequacy, their parents may have been that way, their grandparents, and quite possibly their children will be that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a major social problem which short-term aid doesn't solve, it only alleviates, and that's the problem of all short-term aid.
2: Poverty is sometimes narrowed to the grading of money in the various social groups. It has, of course, as we have just heard, a much wider interpretation. As Donald Nevin, Assistant General Secretary of the Irish Congress of Trade Unions, also points out.
8: Yes, but of course poverty isn't only a material lack. It is much more than that. It can be caused other than by material shortages. It could be because of lack of education, lack of opportunity. Yes. It might be the violence that society does to people and makes them poor. But predominantly, I would think, in our society, it's lack of material resources, inadequate income that causes yes. poverty.
2: Do you think people realize that they are poor? Now, I don't mean the, the person who is completely without food and so physically hard-up that he couldn't but realize it, but do you think people in your bracket, the brackets you're making, you know, realize that they're poor because they're not as better, as well off as other people?
8: Well, some may be aware of it and others may not. Uh, it possibly involved yeah. with envy, uh, perhaps. Yes. But it's doubtful if the poor, who are really poor, realize the extent to which they're poor. It's only those who are better off kind of appreciate or realize Mm -hmm. the hardships involved in poverty. And that is the reason why uh, better-off people in the community have the prior responsibility to do something about poverty. The poor must perhaps help themselves, but they must certainly Mm -hmm. be more than helped by the people in the community Mm -hmm. who are better off.
2: Is poverty ever caused by greed?
8: Well, one's conception of poverty and one's attitude to it might be determined or conditioned by by greed. After all, uh, the wealthy man may feel he's poor by comparison with the millionaire, uh, and maybe he aspires to being a millionaire, and uh, greed might bring that about, but I I don't think greed is a factor really among the poverty that we know in our society.
2: How great is poverty in terms of percentage in the country? Seamus Okineja of the Institute of Public Administration has researched the problem.
9: Well, according to taking um, uh, a fairly minimum level of income, and the level that I took, and Mm. this work is only now a few months old, um, a level of income which was something like this, that uh, I thought that uh, an individual person should have uh, an income of £300 a year, that's about £6 a week. Uh, It's very low, isn't it? uh, Indeed, it's a a very modest kind of sum. Uh, A dependent adult, dependent wife, £200, and then dependent children, £100. Um, This is the level that I started with. That is, uh, just repeat again, £300 for an individual, uh, £1,000 a year for a man, wife, and five children. And at this kind of level of income, by collating the information on uh, income which is available in different ways from different sources, I arrived at an estimate of something between a fifth and a quarter of people living at or below this level. Of course, this must be qualified by saying that some people who are who would be considered poor um, by reference to their personal income mightn't be living in poverty, in fact, because they, they might be supported by relatives and so on. Yes. But then again, this brings up the whole question of whether people should have an adequate income for themselves personally, yes. or whether they should have to rely on others.
2: Have you done any research into the type of person, take the opposite type, who has perhaps personally got quite a good income, but because of the high living standard and so many people dependent on them, in a sense, rather than having anyone to depend on, they were poor, they were perhaps levelled out and would be as poor as the person who had such a small income?
9: Um, no, I didn't, as I say, uh, take much account of of individual kind of cases. And in fact, I was concerned mainly with what could be traditionally thought of uh, as poor people. Undoubtedly, uh, a lot of people are poor only because of their heavy family responsibilities. And if these family responsibilities, in terms of perhaps... Uh, older relatives who are dependent on them, and also dependent children. If they didn't have these responsibilities, they mightn't be poor. But it it would be very difficult to estimate the extent of this kind of poverty.
2: some families have playrooms and nurseries, poor children have the streets and their parents the worry of those streets. And sometimes things get so bad that the only consolation left is to withdraw from society into the privacy of depressing single room dwellings.
10: Do you, you can't get any more in the air at the moment, you
2: know. And what does that mean? Are really you...
10: down, you yeah.
2: know. What do you do when you're really down and you've spent whatever it is you have? On?
10: Well, we mother in law. Uh... Mrs. it's looks after us, you know, looks after the kids, and only for you yes. we really lost. I mean, all own have gives us a handout too, you know.
2: Yes, and have you ever been that after they had given you a handout, you were still stuck and you didn't know where to turn?
10: Definitely, yes.
2: What do you do then?
10: What can we do? There's just no, no one you can really turn to, you know. Yes. Miss, if you go over to the chaplain, we give you something, it's very seldom though, you know, you don't bother going around like that, you know. Yes. If you haven't got to... Connect you know.
2: Yes. Mrs. Conway, you would probably, you know, worse off away because you were in the house all the time, you are in the flat. Yeah. Whereas when your husband's working, he can go out. Does it ever upset you that you get have to. I get terribly sp- depressed. Do you? Kind yeah. of upset me, you know what I mean? You yes. have to go crazy, like. How many children have you got? Four. We have a little baby here and he's playing with his crisps there. Do you ever get away from the children?
1: No, not really.
2: Uh-huh. You can't get an evening out or anything like that. i could, if I had the money. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't. <laughs> when did you have your last holiday? I was never on the holiday. Never, never in your oh. life. No. Before you got married, where did you live? Roly Conner House. And were things as bad then as they are now? Were you were you ever as badly off then as oh, you are now? No, no. It's only since you got married. <laughs> yeah. Was that the same for you,
10: Mister? Definitely, yeah. The, like your mother, your mother's people now, you know, very, yes. very comfortable, you know.
5: Yes.
10: Obviously, when we got married, everything seemed to go wrong, you know. What's in it and feel
5: like? Work,
10: in an hour you know, it's very hard to get a job that's constant as you're going to be kept in, you know. Yes.
2: And so, you, you would like to have a job, wouldn't
10: you? Oh, definitely. Well, I, at the moment I can't tell my arm is really, you know. arm is broken,
2: fractured, or, uh,
10: yes. Otherwise I'd be walking, I'd hope to be walking, you know. It was yeah. oil before, I was on the labour exchange, I couldn't get a job nowhere. It's yeah. it everywhere. Just no work here at uh, all. Very
2: bad. Do you try to even out your money? Do you, um, you know, when you get the money in the beginning of the week, do you sort of give it to definite things, or do you just spend it as it comes? Oh, I just don't have a of a Monday. Can the poor help the poor? Because they are poor, because they belong to the culture of poverty, they have been denied access to the decision-making machinery which affects their lives. I asked Mrs Mary Whelan, who is a lecturer in social science at University College Dublin and a trained social worker, if the poor could be helped to help themselves
11: sometimes when people are living in circumstances of poverty, I think that they're often so taken up with the sheer everyday living, with the problems of just living, Mm -hmm. that they don't often have the time maybe over to... um, Go to meetings to participate, and we've got to find ways of helping them to participate, and they've got to um, work at this themselves yes. too.
2: Now, it was tried in America. The Americans have done experiments
11: on this very thing. Have these worked, and do you think we could copy them? Yes. I think, you know, whenever you mention what happens in America, people op- often say, uh, This wouldn't work here. And I think it would be very dangerous to just translate something that's going on in America into the Irish context and expect it to to work. But at the same time, in lots of countries, uh, things are going on, things are being written up that I think we could learn a lot from. And one of them that I'm particularly interested in uh, was the American War on Poverty, you know, the famous War on Poverty that started by President Johnson in 1964 and one of the one of the clauses in the legislation which brought about the war on poverty was that, in order to start a community action program at local level, there had to be maximum feasible participation they called it yes. of the of the people for whom the program was set up, yes. so that in other words, there had to be involvement of what meant very often people who were living in poverty. and the phrase maximum feasible participation was very vague so they just set about uh, different communities interpreted it in different ways and it's very interesting to read about it which is all I do really I mean which is what (laughs) uh, I have done about the war on poverty to read about how it's working and you have participation in one study I read that was done in California you have participation by people in circumstances of poverty in running their own programs which varied from no participation to 51% 51% of the board of directors of a community action programme consisting of representatives of the people for whom the programme was set up. That's interesting. So yes. they were
2: involved straight away before they, before they decided to do anything. They were involved from the word go from, from the start. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now another point is that voluntary workers seem to be drawn from the middle class in society. Now poverty being what it is, it also touches the middle class. But we tend in, in our society to push it and say that it belongs to another class. Do you think that perhaps we should now, you've been talking there about participation, we could actually try to take out certain people and
11: ask them to become voluntary workers even though they are in terrible straits themselves, would that help? Mm -hmm. I think we sometimes assume that because maybe people don't have much material things, that they don't have anything at all and that yes. they're not capable of helping and participating and I think this is an awful mistake to make and sure. I think we will, uh, um, people may want to participate but they may not like the way um, voluntary work is, they may not like the formalities, they may not like uh, you know, attending meetings and there should be other ways of uh, involving people and there are many people who feel that people who live or have lived in circumstances of poverty are the best people to help others who are in the same situation. Yes, now this doesn't always follow, but they certainly have a wealth of experience which could surely be put to work uh, to help other people maybe in the same situation. And this again has been done in in some here, some in other countries and it's interesting to see, you know, what's happening. Can you see it being a success here? I can. I think I don't think that we can say it isn't because it really isn't going on very much. We yes. we we're, There's an awful lot of uh, voluntary work there's an awful lot of work being done which is terrific but I think that we still haven't completely got away from a we and a they and And it's only when we're all in it together and we're all helping one another that we can really say we've got away from the givers and the receivers and that we're all just people who at any stage in our lives could have a problem of poverty which we might need others to help us with because it seems that once they are the receivers they're stuck then in a certain category Mm. and they can't really get stretched out of it Mm. can they there's a whole stigma Yes. of of being poor which is more than just not having money sure it's 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 having to take and and that's not easy for anybody very often
2: How do you manage? I can't go home till I get to make a place of food for the children. It's hard to get used to the fact that in 1972 there are still people whose way of life is to make a living by depending on the charity of passers-by. But giving also becomes a way of life with people like Father Kylie. And do you always help them with something? I know it's very unfair, but have you ever actually turned them away? No. You have? Yeah. Who would you turn away? Well, there's an
3: old lad out there every day who um, comes along and sort of says to me, um, how are you, lad? I say, hello. And he says, I suppose you wouldn't dash dash help me if you could. And uh, I say, well, uh, no, I don't think I would have, you know. But I tell you, when you learn a bit of manners and when you sort of uh, stop using bad language at me and those housekeepers and everything else, well, i would help you if I can. Yes. Um, you know, it's just it's a port of call at some place to fast in the morning, ringing our doorbell, yes. and uh, for some of these people, I I don't think it's fair to um, say that we help because I wonder are we really helping? Yes. You know, all that much in giving.
2: Do you give them? Is the word? Well, I suppose. Suppose we give a bit. Yes. You know, do you ever try to distinguish and say, I won't give it to this one, or I'll give it to the other, or do you just give when they ask, if it's done politely, as you pointed
3: out? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I think, there's a, if I may take you back on that, if it's done politely... Well,
2: I only said that because you yeah, said the old... Yes, father, surely, yeah, surely, yeah.
3: No, but, uh, you know, it's people coming asking, and some people can be under tremendous strain. Yes. And, you know, for to just sure. judge on politeness, it wouldn't take in, you know, the, yes. consideration of the area of strain. Uh, do No, I don't give just when somebody rings the doorbell and, you know, not even bother talking to them. I think that this, you know, if they've come looking for help, at least want you to talk to them. Um, I don't think it's an area of judgment, Um, it's an area of putting your hand in your pocket and see if you have anything in it. And if you haven't, well, uh, you can't uh, do very much, can you?
2: Do you have a specific fund set up in the parish for poor people, or is it just dependent on yourselves?
3: I think there is a fund, Uh, you know, again I say I'm not here long enough to... uh, There is, yes, there is a, you know, a collection in the church for poor people. And uh, to a certain extent, I was dependent on our What is it well. about
2: churches that attracts people? That you see them, an awful lot of people sitting, sleeping, lying in the, during the day in the church, going into the church in the evening. What is it specifically, do you think, about a church which draws them and they feel that they can go
3: in there? Well, first of all, a number of people do find some consolation in prayer. You know, I don't think we can discount that at all. Secondly, the atmosphere of the church is rather quiet and peaceful. Um, then um, the church is usually pretty warm. They're not going to be summoned by, you know, by the forces of law for sitting in the church. Yes. And um, they can get some heat, some peace, and um, just like being there as well. You know, I, I think it's a combination of many things.
2: Does it ever upset you that you are in a position where these people come to you? Does it ever upset you because you see poverty, um, sickness, misfortune in the row, where other people only come across it and can pass it by? Does
3: it upset
2: you personally?
3: Sometimes. In what way? You know, just sometimes one feels that the whole social structure is so inadequate that it doesn't leave you know any area of bending. Yes, yes I sign forms, um, you know, for so many in so many cases, there are so many signatures to be put on a form, yes. and so much detail in answering this and answering that, that um, you know. If myself, I'm not sure that I would particularly want to bother applying by the time all the sort of various yes. things, all the red tape rules been have gone. been observed. Yes. And um, when all the red tape rules have been observed, well, um, anybody who is you know able to get through them all, um, well, they certainly deserve whatever help is coming. Yes. there,
2: there is an, an awful there is an awful lot of misfortune and poverty and. I use poverty for want of a better word, around certain areas in the city of Dublin, particularly if we take Dublin, do you think this can ever, ever be solved?
3: Certain, you know, strides can be made uh, towards um, answering a particular area of difficulty. But I think as we develop socially, as we become, you know, better off, uh, there are other you know, enormous areas yes. that are going to develop. For example, who, um, 25 years ago in Dublin, uh, would have thought of uh, some part of what was then the country yes. becoming an over-housed you know, area with gigantic uh, youth problems of, you know, gangs and uh, yes. stone-throwing, fighting, window-breaking, um, all this kind of thing. Uh, I don't think you know this would have been envisaged, you know, even maybe 15 years ago. And this, is, to me, is an area of what you're what you describe as poverty, you know, poverty of relationship.
2: For some, poverty is complete isolation, for as well as their lack of money, or perhaps because of it, they also have to cope with friendlessness. Dermot, I think you had a spot of bother, hadn't you? What happened to you? What happened to your coat? My
4: court, I was in the park with a friend of mine.
2: Yes.
4: And I went into the toilet, mm-hmm. and I asked my friend to politely hold on for a moment, and I will be back. But when I returned, he was gone, and the was gone. I was talking to him an hour or two after, in town, Yes. and he told me he had not got the coat, so for safety, this yes, doctor somebody gone. else brought it.
2: And you haven't got another coat then? I haven't have got I?
4: another coat,
2: yes. now. How old are you, David?
4: I'm 21 years of age. Are you?
2: And do you have a job at the moment?
4: I have a job uh, waiting for me. I was the same. only after coming out of hospital, you know, but yes. my job is still there, like, when the doctor considers me fit to go back to work.
2: You can go back to work. I again, can go back, can back to work, yeah. And at the moment what are you living on?
4: At the moment I am living with a friend of mine out in Rahini.
2: Yes. And have you any money of your own? And
4: I have no money of my own whatsoever.
2: Yes. Does that upset you at all?
4: It does upset me because the first time like I've been like this, you know? Yes. And uh concern, financial concern and about nothing else, you know. Where do you come from? I come from yeah
2: Yes. And do your family know that you
4: are in some trouble, some bother? My family is not alive. Yes.
2: Yeah. So you're all My alone. mother and
4: father died in
2: 1961. I see. So you're all alone then, really?
4: I'm all alone. I have enough to live in England, and I've got two sisters, and they are in Canada now. I don't know where they, about in Canada they are, but I do have my uncle's address in England, yes. but, now, but nobody else belonged to me in Ireland.
2: I see. Now, when you were working there some months ago, before you got sick,
4: yeah.
2: and you, you got paid every week, I did, yeah. and were you fairly well off then? Could you manage with the money? I could,
4: yeah. I could manage considerably. You never yeah. really needed any at the no, end of the week? No, I never really needed anything.
2: When you came here today looking for help, why did you? what made you think of coming in here? Well.
4: I don't really know, but I mean, I just had to go somewhere, and I just happened to come here.
2: Did it upset you when you actually had to ask?
4: It did, you know, I felt a bit embarrassed, you know, because I've never been to anybody before. And, yes.
2: and are you? do you feel better now that you have asked, or was it as bad as you thought it would be? Was it as No, hard?
4: it's not as bad. I, the pressure has gone off my mind, you know, that now yes. that I have asked.
2: Do you think much about the future, or do you just let and hope it will take care of itself? Yes, I
4: hope the future will take care of itself, but just let things come as they should come.
2: Poor health is a part of the culture of poverty, and in some cases a result of poverty, Poor housing, poor neighborhoods, crowding, poor education, lack of available and accessible health care, poor nutrition, inadequate incomes are all contributing factors. Poor people die younger, have more days of disability and sickness, and lose more of their babies to death during the first year of life. Mental illness is endemic in poverty, but this correlation seems poorly understood. If we are not then consciously, deliberately and rationally able to create a society that eliminates poverty, at least we could have a sympathy for the suffering individual who comes our way. Because in the end, it might well be the only thing that matters if we are to believe the words As long as you did it to one of these, my least brethren, you did it to me.